Did you call this the age of post-COVID? Yeah. That, don't you know? We, we won. <laughs> we beat it's it. It's over. It's, it's gone, baby. We all took hydroxychloroquine and we all... It's post-COVID the way that, like, a country's post-war, like... <laughs> or post-racial. Like, we yeah, elected yeah, yeah. Obama and we became post-racism, so... Yeah, totally. There's still racism. We're just post-it. Yeah, people, sure, people, yeah. They, they post all of their racism on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and and into the White House and Congress and, and yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Like I said, at a certain attractiveness level, all white people look alike. That's mm-hmm. well. Congress is sort of a low attractiveness level. Are you saying all the hot boys do, or all the uggos do, or all oh, of them oh. within their within within their relative spheres? R- relative spheres. I'm going to go relative <laughs> spheres on this one. <laughs> There's, all, there's basically only three white people, as far as I've ever been able to tell. Uh, there's hot, hot, medium, and uggo. Mild, medium, and extra spicy. There goes another medium white. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm your host, Rory. I'm Andy. And I'm Austin. We're back in Batman. We're back in Batman, everybody. Batman Beyond. Batman 2. <laughs> Could you say more it like Batman. a normal two person more, really quick? Two more ba- Batman. Back to, Beyond, the bat, two more back to the Bat. Back to Batman. Bat, the one bat, with two Batman. Bat, back to the Bat. Back to the Bat. <laughs> back to the Bat. Bat, 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 Bat. Wow. With us this Jack week, Batman for you. I love it. Is uh, the cherry uh, in the podcast Sunday, Dom Thomas? Hey, Dom, yeah, welcome oh, back. Yes. Oh, hi everybody! Uh, it's nice being here today. It's a pleasant, balmy winter day. Uh, nice sun today. If you like that sort of thing, and it's almost gone, which is what I like about it. I was outside earlier, and I know this is incredible radio when I say that it was a beautiful sunset. Uh, and we should talk about the sunset pretty exclusively because I'm pretty sure that does well for an audio format. Um, Whoever does the editing, could we get some violins put in underneath this? Just some beautiful, just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, roger yeah, that. Cool. You're already making my job harder by being here for two <laughs> minutes. <laughs> been making more than your job harder. <laughs> well, that's always true, my friend. Uh, we're, we're, we're super pleased to have you back. Uh, and we, we love you so much that we let you decide what episodes we watch this week in an unprecedented <laughs> move. We <laughs> Okay. And, and I gotta uh, say like, this is because we're doing Batman beyond, which is one of my favorite shows. We need to agree on a couple of things going mm. into this. First off, there is no good and bad. There is shway, shway and garbage. <laughs> <laughs> we have to agree on that right now, or I will leave the call. So can oh we all agree? God. If you like something, it's shway. If you hate something, <laughs> okay. it's schwarbage. Okay. That's from I... the musical episode in Batman Beyond. So this is in canon. <laughs> oh, no. I think that is a shway plan. Okay. So shway and schwarbage already out. Uh, secondly, um, I picked these two episodes because uh, of the history of the villains and how much I love that in the beginning, in the Silver Age, it was the same guy. And this show 
Well, number three, Terry McGinnis is the worst version of Batman because, like, in a universe where Batman is prepared for everything, Terry McGinnis is constantly off guard. Sorry, <laughs> wait, Dom, <laughs> Dom really quick. Did you say yeah. he was the worst version of Batman? He's the worst he, Batman. He is or the was worst he Batman. Schwarbage. Oh, I am sorry. He's the most <laughs> Schwarbage Batman. Thank you. Thank you. You gotta keep me. Gotta keep me honest here. We'll fix that in post. <laughs> More okay, violence, so, probably. Uh, take it again. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> So yeah, Terry McGinnis, the schwarbage of all Batmans <laughs> and Robins, um, is the least prepared always. But this, the show was such an important to- uh, cultural touchstone to all of us, I believe, when we were younger. Mm-hmm. And its version of what a cyber dystopian would look like is uh, is amazing Precious. and completely unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in like in like some surprising ways. I feel like they get I feel like they get it dead on in a few. Yeah, uh, it's like it's like they take I think they take more moderate swings and most of them are fresh. It's not all like street samurais and Japanese text on everything, you know. Yeah. It it, it doesn't feel like a cyberpunk I've seen 10 million times already. But if anybody ever says we should have flying cars they have to watch batman beyond and then they have to just be disillusioned for 10 years (laughs) (laughs) so many people so many okay like terry mcginnis as batman just in the two episodes we watch kills hundreds of people (laughs) he can only assume murders hundreds of people fires missiles openly in between skyscrapers and kills hundreds of people well one of the things that I like when I'm thinking about flying cars, like this is this is not something that I always am like like in the forefront of my mind. But watching Batman Beyond reminds me that if we had flying cars, are we going to change the age you need to be for driver's driver's license? Because there's these like 16 year olds flying cars, and that <laughs> that seems terrifying to me personally. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, just by just by the 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 admission of you just now, Terry kills a lot of people, probably. Uh, and just imagine a fleet full of <laughs> just fucking idiot teens flying around. Absolute uh, psychopaths. Yeah, just terrifying. Yeah, I really want to just like get into these. Is that all right? Uh, should we should we it, dive right it, in? Would that be Shway? It would not be Everybody, it's DJ Sports Drink in the house. (laughs) Okay. What's up, baby? Bringing you your Sorbo of the Week. Yes. Oh, our (laughs) new new segment, Dom. What is 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 happening to me? (laughs) Uh, uh, Some air needs to be cleared from last week. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy offered up the possibility of three Sorbos in in one. Yes. Uh, And not only that, but one of them was serial domestic abuser Chris Brown, which really sort of made calling anybody else out for their Sorbo (laughs) Sorbo choices uh, more difficult. Well, I think that's why we got all three uh, of them. But here's the thing. (laughs) The thing is, is we're not we're not here. We're not here to uh, to talk about those 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 behaviors deserve a court of law. Yes. Now the sorbo of the week is about celebrate is about calling out a celebrity or public figure for contracting moon madness. <laughs> well, this is somebody that and and to clarify, somebody who like Kevin Sorbo is not allowed on our podcast. As, as, yes, not and, allowed and, even and, to and, listen and to our podcast. It needs to be restated every week that uh, once you once you are an honorary sorbo, you are you are booted from from our podcast uh, RSS feed. Yeah, <laughs> which I know is going to come to such a 
<laughs> Such a shock. Tens of people in the streets <laughs> weeping openly. Yeah, until Spotify pays us $100 million so, to be right. Hey, exactly. Listen here, Exclusive. Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, so, attractiveness level. That's all I now, just uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Just the mountain gorilla. <laughs> I think, I think, I think, I think the, uh, the beast, the man beast has a, has a, you know, he's got a figure. You, even if you can't tell his face apart from other medium whites, the build, the build should tell you. Right. That you, that, yeah. that, you, that, a, that a wild Joe Rogan approaches. But, oh, there's a but Joe. Joe Rogan is not the Sorbo of the week this week. Tell me who uh, it is this week, Rory. You've, you've got an idea. Uh, this week, Jeff Bezos is the Sorbo Ooh, of the week. Okay. Uh, for his construction of a super yacht in the Netherlands, so big <laughs> that they have to tear down a historic bridge to get it out of there. <laughs> are, are they going to put it back? They say they will, but I don't know if that counts. <laughs> like, if you if you tear down Notre Dame and put it all back, have you? you know, <laughs> is this a working ship on of that? Theseus thing? They are yeah. working on that. But is this but the I, bridge of Theseus? <laughs> yeah, Theseus. Be- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, honestly, I I came. I wasn't sure. I thought you'd come in hot this week. I wasn't positive. I had a few other ideas, but I'm not even going to say them because Bezos definitely should be an honorary Sorbo. Uh, so I'm, I'm on board with that. Give him his yeah. golden Sorbo. <laughs> and and right. tell him to never It's in return. the mail, Bezos. It's in the mail, Jeffrey. <laughs> and the RSS feed is closed to you. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. And goodbye. Oh, that's gonna sting him so bad. And now, back to Batman Beyond. Welcome up. Welcome up. Welcome, welcome up. up. <laughs> Wel- welcome back up to Batman Beyond, everybody. I think stick with it, brother. That's that's the new slang. <laughs> Your neologisms yeah. are shway. Oh, thank you. Heck yeah, and shway. I, I appreciate something I do is shway. Uh, <laughs> listen, everybody, we had episode 21, or this was, I think, season two, episode eight of Batman Beyond. This is called Hooked Up. Uh, and here's the synopsis. When several Hill High students end up comatose in the hospital, Batman's subsequent investigation leads him to the Spellbinder, who is getting teenagers addicted to virtual reality fantasies and forcing them to steal for him. Yeah, this one is is wild because like if you just read that synopsis, it sounds like it's going to be one of these like very special episodes of Batman Beyond. And it kind of is, but it kind of is, but also kind of not. It's, it's a little more metaphorical. Yeah. 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 I like the way they position this a little bit. Um, I, I'm, I'll make a generalization here, but I feel like most other cartoons kind of focus on the like scare tactics of why you shouldn't get addicted to drugs. And I feel like this leans in a little bit more in explaining why the addiction happens a little bit like they're like oh yeah this this is why the addictive thing is addictive and dangerous like like they kind of go into that 
And they explicitly talk about, like, the kids are comatose because they have dopamine overloads. Right. Uh, <laughs> the first, the very first scene in the show is one of the kids getting dropped out of his virtual world and saying, please put me back in. It hurts when I'm out here. God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they, the, this is one of four episodes in Batman Beyond's three seasons that deal with addiction in some sort of way. And they have that scare tactics episode. That's where they, mm. the slappers, they, oh. and, and I didn't pick that episode because I thought this episode does something special. Um, uh huh. And, uh, and yeah, and, and th- to the extreme that these people will go to when they are caught in that lifestyle and the extremes that a, uh, this is, uh, during the time when Max is trying to join the Batman, the Bat family and become basically right. future Oracle. Uh, mm-hmm. if we'd gotten a fourth season, she would have been Oracle. Um, yeah. and, but so this is at the beginning of Max getting introduced after she's found out the secret and her first time hitting the criminal world in such a way where she gets put in the victim seat there and taken advantage of and has to, has to crawl back out of that and make some really hard choices. And mm-hmm. the moment that they actually take to, uh, the moment that they take where she chooses to help Batman instead of getting back into a rig is a choice that they physically have to make her make and they take the time to do that. It's a super amazing episode. I mean, all these fantasies are either there's either a nice twist to them or a really emotional moment that's, you know, pretty revealing. Uh yeah. they're all quite effective. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I want to talk about the first one because we Me have too. a couple through this show, through this episode, we have uh, I would say each of them have a twist, personally. Yeah, we, we don't really know, like, what we're seeing. You know, we, we start to see, like, oh, is this reality? Is this a fantasy um, in different sequences? And sometimes there's a bit of a rug pull on, like, what is happening with this fantasy world. Uh, but we see this guy who, uh, this is, actually, they kind of predicted the Skrillex haircut. Uh, because we Batman have this Beyond sort of, predicted a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, we have this sort of Skrillex guy named Donnie who is doing this, I guess, rock show and is adored by fans. And he's like getting off the stage and he goes backstage. And then there is a fan who is 100% about to show titty on Batman yeah. Beyond. Uh, <laughs> you she can is sign like, anywhere you want. And she's like about to lift up her shirt and then it's like, hey, hold on, Donnie, we got to you got to sign some contracts. I just love that where we've gone from uh, we were in, in our first episode on Batman Beyond. We we're looking at trivia and they were saying that they made this show to appeal to younger kids to get a younger Batman in there. Mm-hmm. And now by season two, we're looking at like Skrillex VR jerk off porn. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they, they sneak in some pretty adult content into both these episodes. Uh, yeah. And the next yeah, one we yeah, watch, yeah. there's this guy who gets uh, sort of a magical sound wand that he uses to masturbate with. Oh, oh my yeah, we will, we'll, <laughs> we will spend we'll get to uh, plenty of time the with the wand. The pleasure <laughs> wand is coming up. Well, so I, I love this. This is this is our this is how we start the episode is in the fantasy already. And so we don't know. Right. I mean, it could just be a concert with a real rock star. And right as he's getting in a limo to three way kiss three women, 
uh, they all they're he, all identical, right? Are they they're either twins or there's or he's sort no, of they're like all different. They're all different. Oh, are, are they, they different? I, yeah. I thought they were there's like, like a redhead. They all have black lips, but there's a redhead, uh, a brunette, and a black hair. Yeah. Uh, when they, they go into lips. when they go in for the smooches, their lips all look the same. And then mm-hmm. right as he's about to do the three way kissing, he wakes up and he's being pulled out of this fantasy violently by Spellbinder, and it's cool because you're like, oh shit. I thought that he was just a really, really, really bad rock star. Because if you listen to the lyrics of this song, it's the most upsettingly trite bullshit. The government's name. And my folks are insane, man. So they shut down your brain. This life is all play. But you know what? Make that stuff on it too is emotional loop. Even in the cyber future, white guy with guitar will continue to go. <laughs> the, and the fantasies are believable every time until until we're wrenched out and I'm like, oh, I should have known. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. There was even a moment where uh, the he's getting off stage and after the like after the titties moment, uh, this <laughs> agent is like, kill a show, Donnie. You hear that crowd? They love you. Here, sign these contracts. The two label execs were literally fighting over who got to sign you. And that was before they heard your new disc went Deca Platt. I was already thinking like, okay, that's not how contracts work. And that's <laughs> yeah. not how any of this, you know, and I was like, that already felt a little fake to me. Yeah, he, yeah. he hasn't then, been signed with a record label yet, but his album's already gone decaplat. Yeah. But that's kind of the coolest thing about these fantasies and the, the way that they're able to play with our expectations because uh-huh. we've bought into cartoon logic on so much. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it That they don't necessarily have to be hyper realist for me to to look over some some glaring incongruities <laughs> and then and then as a result be tricked yeah yeah uh so that's the that's the first fantasy uh the the second fantasy we see a little later actually is my favorite yeah um it's sad it's it so sad from, yeah there's this like there's this guy and a girl in a car and the guy's dressed up like well it's he like just a got carriage it's like a it's like a central park carriage yeah 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 and he's dressed up like uh, like he's, you know, just got off shift like, yeah, at the Weedy Hut. Yeah. Yeah. And he and he's is... such a dork. Yeah. So that's kind of the red herring. Right. Because the, all of the all the dialogue here is he's like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm finally telling you how I feel because I just made like regional manager and we're going to I'm going to do all this stuff. So will you marry me at the like at the north at the <laughs> north central downtown? Uh... Jesse. Yes. They're making me central manager for Lower Midtown Town. Yes? And I want you to marry me. Oh, Wyndham! And at that moment, this, as a, as a viewer, you truly believe that this is his fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like nicely within reach. It's like such a sort of working class fantasy of like, man, wouldn't it be great if I was regional manager? And has, <laughs> and has sort of parallels to the first power fantasy we saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you think you think he's fantasizing about something within reach, and then finally he'll tell the girl how he feels, and then we're wrenched out of this fantasy, and it's the girl, and it's extra sad because yeah, now her she's... fantasy is that he got like promoted and said fuck the rules, I want to be with you even though I'm and your just, boss, and she just wants to you know date this dweeb who doesn't yeah. get it. It's like <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh man, that one got me so good. Yeah, I was I was convinced it was his fantasy. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, I love that one. Uh, what and the third one is Max's, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the key here is that what we've learned about Max over the show so far, or yeah, maybe and I all know, that she said about to Terry. I'm not familiar with Max really as the character because I I never really watched through all okay. the the bulk of Batman Beyond. So yeah. really quick, um, Max is the super genius that goes to the school there uh, and is top of the class in everything. She is the best possible student and the best friend of Terry and Terry's girlfriend. She figures out that he's Batman. Um, she's the ultimate dealing- hag. She's cool yeah. with you and your girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's 100. This is, and it's never like a pseudo-romantic thing. It's nothing right. like that. They are hyper-platonic in this entire thing. And she covers for him and keeps <laughs> like keeps the relationship solid over some really bad times that the show kind of goes into. Mm-hmm. But Max's whole thing is she wants to be more involved. And it's in this episode that you get to see her tragic backstory. And it's when her parents got divorced... They stopped being around. Her dad doesn't live with her and her mom's always gone. So her and her sister have been raising themselves in but the we get cyber it. future. We get it in the opposite order. So at the time of her fantasy, we don't know about her home. Oh, life. you're right. You're yeah, right. You're absolutely yeah. right. And so I was I was kind of waiting for the shoe to drop. And it doesn't really until we find out that that was it. Just a sort of normal home life was was her fantasy. And that's extra sad, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, so God. we get a taste of of that early when uh, Batman sees Donnie, the, our first sort of Skrillex boy, who's <laughs> forced to go out and, and rob for Spellbinder. He's like, you can get another hit if you bring me any cash you have. And so he's going out just like robbing people on the street. And so there's like a chase. And so they know Donnie's a suspect. Um, he gets away, I think. And so they, they go track yeah. him down at his parents' house. And it's just like a c- cartoonishly awful uh, dad who's just like... Have you seen Donnie? Did he want something from his room? Quiet, Elaine. We don't care. Don, please. Get back in the kitchen. The show paints him as awful. And he does say, get back in the kitchen to his wife. But at the same time, there's like a real truth to the like parent that has had to like go pick up his kid at, like from the from the lockup so many times or whatever after trying and trying and trying so many things that he's just like exhausted you know like i don't think it's I think right that's real, but i think but i don't I think, think that's there's... what we got i think we no. got the sort of typical sort of I, awful dad i know there's who's... just there were a couple lines that were like you know after all we've tried and yeah, after everything we've done he's rooted and... in some form of reality I, yeah, and that's uh, I guess just, that's what I guess I'm saying. Fucking, I liked that. He just seems like a like even with that, even if Donnie was uh, less of a screw up, that uh, he'd still he'd be still shitty. Suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and then we have Max's line as they're leaving, like, "Wow, taking you know five seconds with these guys, and I'm I'm actually thankful for you know for my for mom everything. and dad." Yeah, and that's a lie. Yeah, that's I think maybe just that a lie, is. and we don't we don't realize that at the time, right? Because she's like, she's like covering for it with Terry. She's like, nothing like a visit to Donnie's to make me appreciate my own mom and dad. I know what you mean. As if I, she's with her mom and dad and doesn't enjoy that experience instead of not being with them at all. No, no, no. She just prefers neglect versus actual <laughs> abuse. <laughs> I it's mean, not that's that she's also lying. Real. <laughs> it's just that like, damn, my absentee parents that I haven't told you about don't hit me regularly. <laughs> right. And, don't, and say they don't want me back. Yeah, that's yeah, that's very that's very legit. Yeah, shway observation, Dom. <laughs> Not to be swarbage, but yeah. thank you uh, about that swarbage dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so so Max's Max's fantasy is to have a normal home life, and that's why it's such an effective rug pull for us. God, why do I say rug pull is forever associated with crypto people now for oh, me, and yeah. I don't want to I don't want to be saying rug pull all the time. It's like a it's, ugh. Um, but what, it, are we it's, not it, minting this into an NFT? <laughs> <laughs> I assume well, that's why I was here for my yeah. NF NF tarbage. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Tarbage. No, we can't become Sorbos on our own podcast. <laughs> uh, then who will make the show? <laughs> it's just an hour of silence for everybody a week. You know what? The Patreon might do better. Yeah. <laughs> hey, fuck you, dumb. Uh, um, okay, so th- there's there's a little bit of a, I don't know, this sort of middle investigation period in the episode where... They kind of go to the the VR room and and Bruce and Terry are kind of looking at the the problems and they don't have it all put together yet. I don't know. It's sort of hard to it kind of yeah. splinters a little bit here. They do their usual detective work kind of thing to figure out that Spellbinder is the one involved. And that's when that's when Max sort of gets in over her head. She she's going to go follow this lead by essentially going off with these goons to go see what this is all about and then ends up getting hooked immediately on the VR stuff that Spellbinder's doing. Well, uh, yeah, it's interesting though because they there is a Max and Terry have this kind of ongoing argument in the episode which stems from Terry which actually I mean it really stems from Bruce his sort of original sin I guess of bringing people into this dangerous <laughs> bat family and right. seeing people <laughs> around him die and get hurt and Terry sort of inheriting that as well of like well now anybody i bring on is sort of you know also in danger and also you know and feeling this guilt of like yeah max wants to join and she's really capable but like do i want this on my conscience well and and you can kind of see it from bruce's perspective too a little bit where like i'm sure he's just like I'm old, but I'm still Batman, and I've got this Terry, who's the new Batman, but he's like my sidekick. And now my sidekick wants a sidekick? Is it some sort of, like, Russian nesting doll of <laughs> horrible ideas? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> no, this has to stop somewhere. We can't get normies involved in this extremely horrible family business. <laughs> right. Batman says while burying the third Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Lost another one. Spellbinder's a really interesting villain, though. Like, uh, his original episode in season one uh, had him as a counselor hypnotizing people to stealing from their parents. Right. Like, he was the school counselor. He was the school counselor, and he hypnotized people and had them steal from their parents, which is very, um, I guess, the Black Dynamite Curtis the Frog episode (laughs) is what (laughs) brings me up. (laughs) And then when he gets found out, he goes on, he goes off and pulls off uh, the the supervillain thing. And his entire thing is hypnosis and getting into your mind um, and laying things there. And he's really he's an interesting villain, especially in a hyper futuristic society like this one. Um, Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, uh, I don't know, he's a bit like scarecrow and he's a bit like um what am i trying to think of hugo like strange arca- arcade or oh it's gonna oh you were thinking arcade well I, he, yeah yeah well he's got the the both I, I get scarecrow vibes off of him too but he's also sort of uh he doesn't seem to have very super villainy motivations he's just taking you know taking advantage of weak people to make money He's a really yeah. petty thief. He's a penguin level yeah. thief. Yeah, it's weird because I think I see this a lot with other villains where it's like you've actually stumbled into a really lucrative business and then you're you're <laughs> completely sidelining that 
to to get like petty petty crime, right? It's mm-hmm. like you could become the biggest VR VR arcade in yeah. the city, you know, and you're like, now go steal your mom's purse. Like, <laughs> yeah, what? How, how yeah. does this benefit you? Just be Roblox and have your kids pay you, you know, uh, for for years and years. Yeah, and I guess what what's interesting to me about him is that he, you know, I mean, I guess all comic book villains probably have some level of sociopathy, right? I mean, like to to a certain degree. I mean, that's how they're portrayed. And I think that that's part of the interest for me with Spellbinder is because he he stands there and watches just these extremely downtrodden people and he just exploits them so personally and so intimately. I think he uh, he has a line. I wrote it I down. I sort of assumed the fantasies were user generated somehow. Oh, they are. There. But yeah. like, but, you know, he, you know, he knows what's going on. And right. he designed sure. this. Yeah, he designed the system to get that out of them. Oh, there it is. He says, uh, to feel the love you never get in the real world. It's no surprise that addiction follows so quickly. As he's just like standing there watching them with, you know, at the controls, he's just like, right. nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he pu- he pulls them out of it right at the the most sort of like moment of yearning and self No three-way right? kisses for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. immediately is like, yeah, you want to fucking go back there? Go steal some fucking credit credit cards for me and come back. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's he's really he's really gross, and I I do like him. And and his whole like costume aesthetic is fun too. He you know a little bit a little bit riddlery. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I love it. So him. so Max uh goes in. We sort of see her fantasy, and and like we said, she's just like sitting down with a nor- to a normal family dinner with her mom and dad and sister, and they're like, "Wow, Max, we're so proud of you. You're like so awesome." And just with that fantasy it's already goofed her brain chemistry up enough her her brain chemistry is schwarbage now i don't think that they were that unsubtle about it they were kind of like oh she she sort of sheepishly asked them to come see her get an award and they're like mm-hmm. yeah sure they're they're really not buttering her bread to the point that i was uh that i was alerted to the fantasy yeah but I have yeah. a feeling like if as a latchkey kid of a single mom, though, just the idea that your fantasy, like when I was like eight and I was cooking dinner for my brother and myself because mm. my mom was working graveyard. The idea of my parents just being there was probably the best. That, that was probably all I would go for. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. it, if if a la- if 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 I was Aladdin, the first wish would have been like I wish I had parents. Like the whole right. movie would have been right. thirty minutes long because I would have just <laughs> had parents. <laughs> like that's a, an orphan with endless wishes, and they're like, I want to be a prince. I'm like, that's a lie. <laughs> you want a mom? Huh? You ain't never had a friend <laughs> like parents. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I mean. I, I think I think if there's any anything that I was upset about, not upset, but like that I thought was kind of schwarbage about this episode was that <laughs> Thank you. if if um if this if the writers had had perhaps three more minutes to work with in this episode, I think it would have been pretty sweet because from the moment Max makes that heel turn and is like, no, I'm not going to, you know. Like Batman's getting beaten to shit in front of me by Spellbinder. I'm going to give up this VR to go help him from that moment to the credits rolling is maybe less than 30 seconds. It's like, yeah, 
It's 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 I don't know. I wish that we'd had a little bit more time to debrief what happened in the episode. I'd have liked to tie up the uh, the loose ends with the the kid fantasies, but that might have been a little too cutesy if we see both their lives are now mm, perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't need the machine. I think I think both of these episodes today suffered from being a little too short, or just from you know not feeling like they fully used a little the... too short. <laughs> a little too short. Yeah. May the Schwartz be with you. Um, the, the, like, they, they had these really cool premises and suddenly I was like, oh, cool. Are we going to go on this sort of, are we going to follow this path? Are we going to, and then it kind of just wraps up and is done. Sorry, that's my impression of the credits music. Oh, right. 10 points. But it also kind of turned into Danny Phantom. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Austin, you know, with a with a sort of short form, well, even maybe an hour long, because because I, you know, I I think you could you could compare this to Star Trek and what I'm about to say with that Star Trek ending, where uh, when you have such limited, you know, time, you've got 22 minutes, uh, even establishing a cool premise comes out of that comes out of time not used right. for you know plot mm-hmm. and action, yeah. Yeah, which is what everyone's there for. They're kids and they're dumb and they want to see punching and shit well, falling all over the place. E- even if you sort of and breeze through the fantasies. plot, you still have to kind of do it. You still got to get yeah. the, you know, get the ball up the hill. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, just one more clip drop because I really liked this one. Uh, when when Max is arguing, like, you know, Batman's there and Spellbinder's beating him up and... She's he's like, people care about me in there. Why can't you just let me have that? You're smarter than this, Max. And if you cut the lonely victim act for a second, you see this is for your own good. Why couldn't you listen to me? Yeah, Batman, why couldn't you listen? Who made you the pleasure police? Which is the start of that's the the first line of my favorite pornography. Yeah, that's just the name Uh of my pornography. Batman's here and he's the pleasure police. (laughs) Hirori, yo, we're gonna skip all the preamble. Tell me about Chicken Glove, guys. Hear me out here. Uh, what's what's the worst part about eating chicken? The cost. No. No, chicken's one of the most affordable meats on the planet. Try again. Oh, I've been getting swindled then. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, no such thing as Kobe chicken. <laughs> okay. The ad, the ad is not about Kobe chicken as much as I wish it could be. What What is the worst part about eating chicken? Well, it's definitely how grimy your mitts get while you're digging into that while you're digging into that carcass. Mm. Now, unless somebody has, you know, in in the in the years past, maybe there have been different uh, techniques, but um, I, I I simply find that holding a whole cooked chicken and eating on it gets your gets gets your grabbers all all gnarly. Yeah. Gets deep under my fingernails. It gets deep under your fingernails. So what if somebody came along and said, "You don't have to live like a caveman anymore. You know, we already make we already make gloves for the winter. We make gloves for dishes. 
We make gloves for driving a Ford Model T. <laughs> we make yeah. dri- make gloves for driving a Ford Model T. <laughs> My favorite brand of bottled tea. <laughs> uh, you can you can wear gloves while you're eating chicken too. Now I wish I wish someone had been there for me when I was a youngin, when I was doing my most carnivorous eating, and came along and helped me out, helped me out with a pair pair of chicken gloves. Uh, I, there was nobody there, and I got to tell you, I did. I wasted a lot of water and a lot of napkins. Mm. It's not a glamorous ad, I'll tell you, and and one that I think even mentioning uh, makes us all feel kind of stupid for for having it taken this long for somebody to come along and say, you don't got to live this way. It's like when somebody invented the bidet. Yeah, uh, of course. I, I remember the day. I remember the day remember, well. Right, you know, and they were like, why are we still putting tissue paper up your butt and your fist, your fist and like flaky paper up your butthole? You can just use water. It's an outdated system. We we innovated one time after the medieval period when it came to like, <laughs> you know, yeah. swiping technology, and we stopped there. Yeah, for eating a long chicken time. is like shitting on your hands. <laughs> but, it doesn't ha- but it doesn't have. But it to doesn't be. have to be. You can put gloves on, and that's what the people at Chicken Gloves are really pushing for. Uh, so they've got, uh, uh, they've got uh, pointy pointy fingernails. Oh, okay. Because if you if you've spatchcocked your chicken and it's hard and crispy, you've got to get in there, right? Mm-hmm, like little toothpicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if it's roasted and slippery, you'll use the <laughs> uh, the sandpaper palms of your hand to hold it in place. Of course. Uh, oh, so there's varying textures across the glove, uh-huh. right? What are you gonna do? Have a different tech to have a different pair of gloves for every kind of way to cook a chicken? You would be here all day. Explaining yeah. all the different ways. You'd have to have a room for your gloves. You'd have to have a whole room just for your chicken gloves. And, <laughs> and they're 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 not out here to rob you of your hard-earned cash. They just wanted to help you get out of the dark ages. Right. And I'm living the tiny house lifestyle. That's so I right. I don't have room. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited about it. Well, and plus we have the, our you know celebrity endorsement of the chicken glove, which is Batman himself. Do you think about Batman it? Batman himself. His uh, his his outfit. He's got chicken gloves on. He's got the perfect mitts for chicken gloves. His whole body's like in a chicken glove. Yeah. That's right. Batman wears a chicken glove. (laughs) Think about that, listeners. You want to be a Batman? Okay, the second majorly shui episode that Dom has picked for us to watch is episode 25. It's called Babel. Here's the synopso. Seeking vengeance, Shriek uses his knowledge of sound to take away Neo-Gotham's ability to verbally communicate. His price for returning things to normal is the life of Batman himself while discrediting him as a hero. And... Dom, actually, I want to I want to throw it over to you again yeah. to help so, them with Shriek. So Shriek, you want to talk about petty villains? Shriek is the petty one. Um, but first and foremost, uh, so back in the Silver Age, there was a supervillain called Spellbinder. Spellbinder was 
broken into the two villains that we are seeing today. So mm-hmm. in the original Spellbinder, oh. he had hypnotism powers. Uh, and then when he went up against uh, Superman, we found out that su- nobody can see that Superman and Clark Kent are the same person because Clark Kent is constantly hypnotizing the people around him. That is <laughs> that is that is a 1978 reason why nobody why the glasses work is wow. because because <laughs> and so when Spellbinder tries to hypnotize him, Superman breaks out of it, and Spellbinder built a special chin strap that could absorb the blows of Superman. <laughs> so Superman was punching him in the head, not just decapitating him. <laughs> like, 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 the Silver Age is the worst age of comics. I'm going to say it now. They're garbage. All of them are garbage. They're very bad. The comics code was a terrible thing that happened to everybody. But taking in, taking the hypnotism and light powers and putting them into Spellbinder and the audio powers and making Shriek was amazing. Shriek was a... in. This is... Uh, Going to be a little deeper from memory, but Shriek, uh, Shriek was a scientist in season one who was super into the um uh, into what sound he thought sound was beautiful, and yeah. he thought sound could be uh could he could help people enjoy the world better if they could hear all of the things and and sound was the most useful of tools. It could tear down mountains, pave roads. We could do everything with sound. And so he builds a suit that looks like a polar bear um <laughs> with <laughs> with magic sound discs in the chest and hands and a weird uh T-shaped head helmet. Um <laughs> and He's kicking the shit out of Batman in season one. And the way that Batman gets the upper hand, because Terry McGinnis is the Schwarbage Batman, uh, <laughs> is he turns up, he turns up the audio and deafens him. Oh, I he remember that. Away. I forgot that until you mentioned that. Yeah, he I think takes, he like, yeah. I think he like hits him. I think he like hits his head, hits his helmet with a batarang while it's turned up super loud. And like it reverberates so bad. He just goes fucking deaf. But of course, part of it, what makes it kind of lame is, is that he says, he still has sort of like perfect hearing within the suit. Like the giant plot hole in this one, the giant plot hole in this one is he turns to his henchman, who is apparently a 19 year old that is also the most quantumly sound intelligent person in the universe. Cause it's the two of them that have built the entire crux of this episode is yeah. a 19 year old masturbating with a tuning fork. <laughs> And a dude who can't hear unless his helmet's on. But he turns to him and he says, Ollie, there's a whole world of sound out there that I'll never hear outside of this stinking suit. A, you're still experiencing it. B, the next thing he does is take the helmet off, and it's the headphones that he's wearing that actually yeah, help him. Yeah. So he, he, has a pretty, he has a pretty solid walk up. Like, he could walk away from crime pretty easily and still yeah. be. He literally has petty. hearing aids. Like, he literally yeah. has mechanical hearing aids. <laughs> It yeah, is. but he's so petty. He could still help so many people in this world. Uh, but, but his entire thing is, well, since I can't hear without my hearing aids, I have to murder a kid. Yeah. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so Shriek, um, yeah, boop, bop, beep, sound magic, uh, mm-hmm. witchcraft, science. Uh, yeah, so we meet, Sh- the show opens with Shriek and our, and our, and his henchmen, uh, uh, turning on a sound wave that makes all of the animals turn violent. Yeah, yeah, just aggro Which pets. Which is some some good Silver Age fun. Here we get Batman fighting a fighting a pair of elephants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just sort of it, just it, sort of cartoonish nonsense. It is also a cool intro because they do this sort of interesting like in media res introduction where yeah, this is fun. The little Terry bookend. and Bruce are fixing a suit from something either that was dealt with in the episode before or is just a complete non sequitur. 
It was in between episodes and it was uh, Mad Max through a grenade. And he says, You'd think that someone in a suit like this would be able to dodge a simple hand grenade. I did dodge a hand grenade. Problem was Mad Stan had two. Yeah. yeah, they're just like mid like uh, war stories, basically, <laughs> like uh, while they're fixing the suit. And we just, you know, we're kind of just like getting airdropped in on them having a conversation. And I I just really liked it. It was really like it was really cool. Yeah. And then that gets interrupted by uh, by the dog going crazy. Let's drop the the, the relevant portion because he says, now, come on, finish your story. How'd you know Robin would get there in time to save you? I didn't. Then, for all you knew, you were walking into a trap with no way out. Sometimes you have to. Whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, foreshadowing alert. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they got a little, <laughs> they get a little cute this episode with, uh, with, but with like foreshadowing and sort of paying off every little, you know, mm-hmm. theme that they introduce. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I like it. It's a kid's show. I mean, you know. <laughs> I can but, appreciate the craft even when it gets a little cute. Yeah. This is yeah, also exactly. the episode that, um, that kills thousands of people. Yes. <laughs> like, 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 like diegetically, they admit that thousands of people are about to die and it happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get, to, we'll get up to it. Um, yeah. The, the animal thing they discover, well, yeah, he goes to the zoo. It's like, yeah. So, so Terry <laughs> takes, takes Batman's dog to the vet and, sees everybody else's animals are also at the vet like oh you too huh you have any idea what's going on nope i'm just glad i don't live anywhere near the zoo zoo the zoo, zoo. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a funny like unintentionally hilarious line to utter with that much like leaden seriousness of zoo <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah so we spend like five minutes fighting zoo animals right so so it becomes the matt damon movie we fought a zoo uh, and <laughs> God. he fights a gorilla and, uh, then they realize that it's the sound. It's the like high pitched sound that's, that's driving all the animals boncos and <laughs> boncos. Uh, now the, the thing I want to, this is where we see more of Shriek and his henchmen. I just, we have to play the, play the whole clip with the tuning <laughs> fork. Yep. Yep. Ollie, it's been a long night. I think you've earned some time with the fork. And then we learn what <laughs> what that means. Yeah, it's <laughs> a tuning fork like. tuned to the exact frequency of human pleasure. <laughs> I, I'm telling you right now, I would use it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, like immediately. That's the best invention. Just that made him a like Bezos can't do shit right against the money that this man has right now. So this guy is buried in the corner with a Hitachi wand, basically. <laughs> <laughs> And it's and he's just, just moaning. This is the most <laughs> orgasmic moan I've ever heard on a children's television show. Isn't this better than creds? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Oh. 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 And that's why that's why Shriek takes his headphones off. <laughs> the next thing, the next thing he does is because that's right after he says that there's a whole world of sound out there that I'll never hear. Uh, and then he takes his helmet and uh, he takes his headphones off. He's like, "You're gonna go nut. I'm gonna, t- I'm, gonna give you, I'm gonna give you some time. Give me some space." <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So so here's the big like kicker of the episode. The mo the shwayest part of the episode. Yeah. Uh, is where his next plan is suddenly 
uh, Bruce and Terry are talking and suddenly their words become garb, garbage pig Latin, sorry, schwarbage, uh, pig Latin, <laughs> uh, indecipherable mess. And maybe, maybe he found a way to Pradish dash Pragrena. Maybe he found some way to Pradish dash Pragrena. What? Yeah. And, 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 and <laughs> yeah. in that moment, yeah. it's, it's the coolest moment because they look at each other when this stuff is happening and in a flash, Terry, without anything, just grabs the Batman suit. Is like, well, all right, it, it, it's, I'm on it. It's, it's more effective than that, too, I thought, because, like, there's this moment where they're just both very confused, and we don't really know what's going on either. Like, is this one person's hearing and speech? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, the only thing the only thing we have is there's a line right before the, the everything gets twisted where they're like, it must have been sound waves, so it had to be Shriek. It, no, it's if it's sound, then you know who it had to be. Shriek. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in, a, in a sort of just like, eh, must be Tuesday. Terry, right. Terry just grabs the, grabs the bat suit and is on it. Yeah, well, and actually, I was thinking, and I just, I don't know if I've seen another show of these sort of Star Trek, Buffy, Supernatural, these sort of problem, mis- magical problem of the week shows. I don't know if there's been one outside of Hush, the Buffy yeah. Hush episode, where they just can't talk at all, uh, th- where where their speech is is garbled like this. Uh, and, there's definitely some Star Trek episodes, but maybe not quite exactly like this. I'd have to. Yeah, you know, I mean, maybe translator problems, right? But like yeah. the fact that it's like he's made everybody just unable to communicate verbally is cool. Well, like it's a cool I guess problem. I, I like it, but I wish they had the same sort of like s- screenplay bravery that that Buffy did with Hush, where Buffy has like maybe 20% of that episode people actually speak. And in this one, it's like we get the garbled weirdness for a little bit. And for then we like have six a- minutes. Yeah. And then we have action for a while while no one's talking. And then when they figure out they can text, they just read their texts while they're typing. So yeah. Kinda... Right. And then he turns it off for a while. So now everyone can communicate just fine. And then he doesn't turn it on until near the end of the episode again. And it's like, I would have thought. So I, what what happens after this, of course, is that, you know, he gives his like ultimatum. I want Batman to come meet me at midnight and give himself up to me or else I'm going to just make this permanent. And uh, and Barbara Gordon gets involved uh, because, of course, you know, she's the commissioner and is talking to ba- Bruce and Terry. And it's... I thought this would have been way more interesting if mm-hmm. this still was in the gibberish situation. And yeah. they had well, to and figure it the out. The stakes are so low here. He's threatening. And, 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 and what's so odd is how quickly everybody kind of capitulates to his Dr. Evil scheme where he's like, <laughs> deliver <laughs> me Batman or talking is going to be a little bit harder forever. Okay. Yeah. All right. I do. Have, I got to I got I, I to push, though, because. From everything that we've seen, like it, it is, we get to see the moment where they text to each other, but texting wasn't a thing in our social consciousness like mm-hmm. that when the show yeah. came out. Like e- verbal communication was the only way to speak. Like this entire episode is moot today. If somebody figured yeah. out how to somehow compress wavelengths through doors, windows, and everything else using sound so we couldn't talk, I would be texting this podcast to you. Yeah. yeah. Be a I, I will also <laughs> say, as somebody with like a deaf person in the family, that like sign language is, right. is awesome. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, it, it, it would have been e- even nicer to see even Shriek have some kind of like he could use sign language. And then it's like, hey, look. It would have been fun <laughs> if that weird 19 year old twink was. Uh... <laughs> was deaf and just so that they had some sort of way to communicate during yeah. this whole thing and that was why he picked the weird kid 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. It had more to do about a shared sort of a shared disability than than some oddball he plucked out of the streets and taught how to masturbate. (laughs) The only reason that dude exists is so he gets thrown into the controls and can say, whoa, it's going to (laughs) blow. And then runs away. That's it. That's his whole purpose. That's that's the Chekhov's noob. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I do, obviously, there, it's not worth talking about the pseudoscience of of how he's, like, pre- sending some sort of vibration through the entire city that you can't hear but fucks up when you talk. Uh, There's a whole bunch of weird it's shit magical, about that. It's there magical, but there is a... There is a fun magic to it, or so, some fun magical logic where he turns two giant skyscrapers into a city-sized tuning, tuning fork. fork. No, no, yes. no, 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 no. Even better, it's one skyscraper. It is a single forked one, and the best part is, is uh, after the after they're trying to figure out how he's been doing this, when it's been shut down, and when the ultimatum has come through, Barbara calls, and as Barbara calls into the Batcave, you get to see the weird blue cube cityscape thing, uh-huh. and you see the fork right there. It's yeah. the first thing on the screen. You're like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. It's the only interesting thing on the map, yeah. Which is kind of fun because Terry gets it right away. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 I know where to go. And (laughs) And and they they can't talk. So so it's a bit of a um, yeah, delayed, delayed uh, dump for us, a delayed reveal to us. But it's fun seeing him just see those forks and be like, oh, okay, I know where to go. (laughs) The construction union of the future has to be amazing because he got out of jail. Like, I think they said it was six months ago and they built a mega scraper to specific thing like yeah. Oh, they built that? I missed that. I thought they I, just found two towers and were like, this'll do. It's a single building. It's not two towers. I it's a single building. I understand building. That, that you are right, but that was my understanding at the time of watching. <laughs> and and for this kind of precision, this had to be something designed to do this. I they know, unless... This. I'm, I mean, that's just some serious cartoon logic that someone built a tuning fork building for another purpose. <laughs> yeah, it's, Listen, it's again... Listen, they don't have a joker in this show. They have to do something fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it is sort of a I think sort of a lazy way out to again, if they had stuck with this initial concept of just like we're going to do the whole rest of the episode with like gibberish talking and and trying to like outsmart that and do that to sort of beat the beat the villain. This episode could have won an Emmy like, you know, if they had really cool. Yeah, if they they had held to it, it could have been incredible. They really, they really wasted Shriek here too. Cause yeah. we get to the end of the episode and the building falls on him and whatever. And that's fine. And it's a cartoon. So he could have always come back a hundred more times. But if it hadn't, if it had, if, if it had been a conversation where it was Batman, you stopped me from committing crimes, but you permanently disabled me. Is, is that worth it? Like there could have been a conversation in there. Like you, it, it, because that's his his crime story after that point is it, instead of rehabilitation, you permanently took something from me. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you like like that. Is this how you do things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. They, they spend the whole sort of like middle chunk of the episode with this ongoing discussion between Bruce and Terry of like, hey, is it worth giving up the city? You know, like trading these people who are ungrateful, but you're going to give yourself up for it. Oh my and God, he these ungrateful vision. people. He has it a is... vision of his father's death again, uh-huh. to, set to opera music. And so there's this whole, I just, I don't know if that's really the heart of this episode. I I, I don't think it's quite there. 
You know, it, I picked it, it for the villain. I picked it for the villain because I wanted yeah. to talk about the spellbinder oh, yeah. freak thing. But no, I, I, I do this truly episode, think Dom. Uh, of the villains that they brought into this show, this is one of the most wasted villains. Totally. <laughs> it's a good episode. His motivations are just a little whack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Austin, you mentioned the ungrateful people. I have to we have to drop a clip or two of uh, of like him and Max are watching the news and they're talking about like the Batman ultimatum and they've just found the weirdest people to interview uh, because it's like, um, God, I need to find, I need, where did I fucking write him down? Oh yeah. It's like the first person they talk to is like this construction worker. Who's like, sure. Shriek's crazy, but there's two sides to every story. <laughs> like, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you don't go around provoking a madman. And that's what Batman did. It's like some sort of weird backwards thing. And then some other guy they interview is like, Batman got us into this mess and now he's got to get us out. Even if he has to sacrifice his own life? Why should we all suffer because of a private dispute? Privilege is a hard thing to check in the early <laughs> on. <laughs> we hadn't even started that conversation yet. Some real nimby shit going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was it was pretty funny. Uh what I think is is maybe the the heart of this episode. I mean, as written, right? I mean, like they they could have reshaped it to be a little more hit, hard hitting, but I really like the conversation that Bruce ends up having with uh, with Barbara and Terry. And you know, when faced with the idea that maybe Terry's going to have to essentially, like, you know, as foreshadowed, walk into a hopeless situation with no idea what's going to happen and maybe die. Um, Bruce is like surprisingly emotional and he's like, what are you saying, Barbara? That I should just hand Terry over to Shriek? No, give him to me. I'll figure out something. I had some pretty good teachers, remember? I remember. But you work for a mayor who'd sell out the kid at the drop of a hat. Look, if you've got a better plan. All I know right now is this. That kid's done a lot for this city. It's time for the city to do something for him. I don't know. I always like those moments when Bruce like stops being the the gruff grandpa and like shows a little bit of his hand. I mm-hmm. I, I really yeah. do. Like yeah. those moments kept me coming back to this show a lot when I was a kid. So, you know, the, yeah. the when approval it's also from fun the old seeing, man. Seeing the way he's different as Batman versus as sort of, you know, Batman's mentor. As Batman's like, dad. Because if he were still Batman, <laughs> he wouldn't be like, the city doesn't do enough for Batman. It's right. It's exactly. only as this 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 elder statesman that he has this take. A little bit of perspective. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We all agree that Amanda Waller needs to be in jail, right? Like forever, oh. probably dead. <laughs> yeah. like, speaking, of, speaking of him being Batman, <laughs> Terry's dad, we all agree that Amanda Waller has to go, right? Yeah, so I don't know if uh, if Austin and Rory know about this, and I think it's fine for us to talk about. So if uh, I guess skip ahead a few a, a minute or two if you don't want to be spoiled for the canonical end of Batman Beyond. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, interesting. So, yeah. Dom, can you please tell everyone what happened in Justice League Unlimited? <laughs> so, uh, what ended up happening is Amanda Waller, who does, you know, Amanda Waller, Suicide oh, yeah. Squad. Oh, Amanda yeah. Waller does what Amanda Waller wanted to do. The big thing is, is that she hired Terry's dad to do some innocuous job, then changed his gametes to be Bruce Wayne's. So, when he knocked up, when he knocked up, Terry's mom, it's actually Bruce's DNA. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. That's Terry McGinnis so is Bruce Wayne's kid. And neither of them know. <laughs> yeah. And neither of them know because Amanda Waller is a fucking sociopath. 
and, to a and weird degree. My recollection is that she had also, in a sort of Metal Gear Solid 2 way, like intended to have Terry's parents whacked and to, to sort of like, you know, recreate to jump start it. To build recreate the bat the build yep. a Batman. Uh, <laughs> the and then lost her out. lost her nerve at the last minute. It was like actually, you know, fuck this and like bailed on it. But then Terry's dad ended up dying anyway and sort of she got what she wanted anyway and he did become a Batman. I mean yeah. that explains why Terry's dad is not hot and, <laughs> and why Terry's so hot. Schwarbage, Schwarbage dad. Was it he was he a, am I am I misremembering the first episode or was he a ginger? Ooh, he's either blonde or ginger. It doesn't it doesn't matter. That 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 wasn't the the gametes were changed. That wasn't the same juice. <laughs> You're getting apple juice from an orange there, buddy. <laughs> well, I guess I guess the, the, the question I'm getting at is is, so is, then is Terry, Terry's little brother would also be a Batman, right? Perhaps. He yeah, looks like Terry. Yeah, we would say like like Terry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not a and not a freckled faced potato eater like yeah, his dad. It's, <laughs> it's all about having an air and a spare. <laughs> anyway, yeah, wow. that's so so that's the that's that happens in a in a Justice League Unlimited episode that takes place like years and years after Batman's finale, Batman Beyond's finale. Right, um, they got to sort of work that in retroactively as yeah. So like an adult Terry after Bruce is dead finds out that Bruce was his dad. Well, wow. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and and then I think I don't know. He has she just has to come to terms come to terms with it or whatever. I I haven't watched that episode in a long time, but it is the the ending they never got to do, and they put it in Justice League. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, there's that. Schwabage. <laughs> Schwabage. Um. Yeah. I, I, is there is there anything else to to cover here? Well, he, yeah. Let's talk know. about the tower collapse really quick. Yeah. Because, yeah. 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 Uh, this this tuning fork building, which is a very <laughs> tall skyscraper, again, uh, yes. they you know through through uh, having a fight at the console and knocks the knocks the tuning fork pervert into it, <laughs> and it creates this sort of resonance <laughs> cascade that destroys the entire building, and you know, and it comes collapsing down into the city, and there's no real understanding of like is this full of people i mean maybe it's it's even just the scale of two enormous towers that's actually one tower going down i don't think is fully realized (laughs) yeah yeah because a lot of Uh, stuff it's pre-9-11 right at this point yeah i I think so Mm, still pre yeah still probably yeah yeah but they would have never gotten that TV no. on yeah. TV in a post 9-11 in an early no 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 i think it probably missed it by maybe a year it, Maybe it's wild because like earlier Terry does everything he can to stop like a single crane from hitting from falling and hitting the ground. Like he fires missiles at a car. I, I want to talk He's about like, that moment right there. That moment right there where he shoots nine missiles <laughs> at a single car, causing a huge explosion between two buildings, killing hundreds. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, it's like that scene in uh, uh, which which is it? Is it uh, Civil War? It's the beginning of Civil War with uh, with Wanda and the explosion nearby the building. Yeah. Right? It's like that. It's like, yeah, there's people in there, Terry. Yeah. Explosions uh, go away, Terry. It, <laughs> also, also, you finally get for the first time true scale of how tall these buildings are. When you watch and you can count the floors, it's hundreds of floors that you see the crane falling by as he's trying to tow it back up mm-hmm. before it hits the road. Like it, it, these buildings are incalculably tall. They're stratospheric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you say that? Uh, but for the, I mean, the episode is called Babel, and they spell it the other way. 
right? Oh, so they've right. got these they've got these yeah. uh these towers towers, towers of, of. Oh, wow. right. There you go. Mm-hmm. Sure. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. So Terry McGinnis is garbage so Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun and it's fun too, right? Because it's there's babble with the two bees because nobody yeah. can hear each other. Yep. It's nice and cute. Like I told you, this one is a cutie pie. Yeah. It's yeah. cute. It's there's the the implication that Shriek is actually killed by the tower is falling it falls on top of him and but that he can't hear that the tower behind him is falling is right. that right did you is that what it yeah, was because, yeah, because, because, because because sound only works as vibration when it's important to the story <laughs> that it does well <laughs> yeah like, so putting aside the fact that a building collapsing would you'd feel it in your feet yeah putting that whole thing aside the reason is because it got turned up and is making everyone scream Right. I mean, like Terry's like, oh, you know, the whole thing got mm-hmm. turned up and he's deaf and it's not hurting him. And so uh, to make sure that he doesn't hear it or is affected by it, he takes off his helmet so that he's in his sort of, you know, deaf mode and goes after Terry because he's like, I can't. This is not affecting me at all. And so because you, he's got his helmet off. Mind you, he turned it up and told him, ha, ha, ha. Now I have the overground and then took his helmet off. Like yeah. there was, there, he was doing just fine he with was. his noise filtering helmet. <laughs> he was, but but that's canonically why he has his helmet off because he thinks that you know this is how he's going to beat Batman while the sound is going crazy. And because of that, and he's looking away from the building, that's why he doesn't hear the building falling and it falls right on top of him as Terry's yelling at him like, "Dude, get it's out of the fun, way!" It's a fun, cute, um, cute way to to perish. It's a sort of. Uh, <laughs> What do you call it? Shway. It's a shway way. Shway. It's a shway way. It's a shway way to go. Um, but Today his... is a shway day to die. <laughs> right. The thing that's giving him an advantage in, in his fight with Batman is, is his ultimate demise, which is yep. just yeah. also cute. Yeah, it t- it's just his Achilles heel, I guess. is Right. Right. It's that. just to me, it's still wild that it's like, yeah, he can't hear the vibrations of a building falling on top of him. Uh, yep. He, yep. He, he would know. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Hey, uh let's let's go to a wrap up. Let's do it. I noticed since Dom picked two episodes from season two, it does kind of open us up to do a third week of Batman Beyond. I just don't know if we have more to gush about really. Yeah, we could. I mean I, I'm I think I'm, it's I'm interested. You think we should? I'll important. do it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's 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 a show that's worth sort of milking for a bit but uh we try not to just uh you know well i think the sucker shows dick every week sometimes we we start to run out of energy on something (laughs) yeah 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 you gotta start using your hands with season one and max powers you have a single villain it was very joker-esque in the way that it was focusing on how those worlds were colliding in kind of this grand scale kind of thing. Season two is way more at home. They're in the houses. You're getting into the heads of the characters as you're mm. developing, building this base. Season three, they knew they were going to be canceled and they had a bunch of story to tell. And this is also when a bunch of the rest of the superhero stuff was going on and you were getting the crossovers, the unlimited, all these things were being talked about um, in comics and everywhere else. But season three, they were like, we just need to go ham. And it, it, it season three is a wild fucking ride. You know what okay. we should watch? I think yeah. we are already are in the wrap up by the way just to clarify yeah uh, another uh, yeah, yeah uh, I agree. you know what we should actually watch if we're going to do another week of this is the two-parter with the future justice league mm. oh sure not static shock not the one with static shock 
the let's the the Static Shock episode is an episode of Static Shock. Oh, uh, it's where mm-hmm. he, he like jumps forward in time. Um, the I thought they did an event sort of thing where they were on each other's cartoons. I don't time think slot. so. We can look at it. We can look at it. Um, but I remember thinking the uh, the Justice League one was pretty cool, where you know we get kind of like a mirror of like what Bruce went through with the Justice League, but also the like seeing the Justice League in the future and Superman a little gray and like you know. I don't know. It's it's a cool it's a cool like look at what the Justice League is doing in the in this new time frame and uh, yeah I remember I remember liking it a lot but maybe we can we can check it out I I think that yeah I'll, I think we'll do a third week of this fuck it I yeah think so. I think a third week yeah of that makes and sense. I think that means then this space which was going to be sort of like left for summing up our entire experience with Batman Beyond may have to not happen this week. Um, but Dom, do you want to do you want to say a little more maybe while we're here and we have you about like what why you like Batman Beyond? You were saying he was the most schwabbage Batman, but what what is about <laughs> Batman Beyond that still makes it shway? Yeah. Uh, the shway the shwayification of uh Batman Beyond really came in how how they approached a hero like Batman um, a- aiming it for younger children by showing somebody that they could look up to as like another child instead of having to wait till they were an adult. But also it did something that comic books are so afraid to do, and that's move time forward. I spend a lot of time studying uh, comic books and things like that. And I hit a point a few years ago where I realized that ethics and morality can't exist in the comic book universes because they're detached from time. Right. Batman has been 35 for 45 years. <laughs> right. And every Every everybody is Probably corrupt. Everything is years, broken, right? right? <laughs> but everything is corrupt. Everything is broken. So the entire like, and everybody the, is like, you know, fallen from grace and redeemed a hundred times. Yeah, and the big conversation in Batman lore specifically is Batman is a half measure because he doesn't kill, mm-hmm. and 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 that argument can only exist if time is moving forward and you could see different outcomes. But because they can't move time forward because they 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 want it to be this eternal thing because comic book fans hate comic books and <laughs> refuse to let them change refuse nothing, to let them grow nothing can end you know and nothing yes. can end um because the death of superman was their one chance they had to get out and instead they panicked <laughs> yeah um uh, but because because of that morality falls apart in this gray space and what they're doing right now in comics books with future state and the truth uh, beam that went through everybody so all timelines are canonical now in DC <laughs> has weakened what was already paper thin myths into just being impossible stories right, DC sure. can't recover from this right and it's and, funny because the movie space is really one of the only places where you kind of can't get around the passage of time I know yeah. that mm-hmm. at least the MCU You've got actors who age yeah. right the MCU is kind of doing this but DC is sort of resisting where they could have a really amazing well, Batman they've Beyond yet to movie to find a real hit to lean into right they don't have anything to sink a franchise into right and they just keep rebooting everything and it's like yeah we could yeah. we could we could have a Batman Beyond movie right now we yeah. could um, but the, the other thing about Batman Beyond, just the, the last little bit is because it came out after Batman, the animated series, those two things, and, and, and because the legacy of Batman, the animated series paints the first season of Batman Beyond, it was its spiritual successor as long oh, yeah. as you didn't go down the path of Justice Leagues. Like if you just watched Batman, the animated series and Batman Beyond, you would be in perfect shape. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. 
And yeah. it's so cool. It's it's yeah, it, it we talked last week a little bit about how it blew our little kid minds that like you could do that. Like right. <laughs> just jump ahead. Like that's, that's permanence, crazy. Like permanence, that. like object permanence to a child is like <laughs> mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, well, Tom, maybe we should get you over on our comic podcast too. <laughs> I, I'll talk about comics as well. I got a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you Fuck all for yeah. having me. Yeah. We we Thanks, always baby. we always love you. Uh, and I am not gonna continue singing that. Schwarbage. I know. <laughs> boy, boy, I know. <laughs> well, thanks everybody, and we will see you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>